And that's really our goal, isn't it? That's why we ask our questions, not just for facts about God, but to actually know God better and better, and then apply that knowledge to our lives which is what wisdom is, right? Knowledge applied. And it's a wisdom, this wisdom from God is what can give us endurance and patience that actually leads to real joy in every circumstance. We ask questions because knowing who God is gives us the wisdom to live the life we were made for. The second episode. I know. What is, is it the second episode? Part? I was thinking, yeah, because I was thinking about Star Wars. I said episode for something at school. This is actually episode, episode 91. Yes, that's right. That's right. I'm thinking episodically. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is Together for Salem. It is. By Cross, Cross Creek, Creek Community, Community Church. Church. <laughs> and we're your hosts, Monica, Monica and Aaron. Aaron. And so Welcome. if you're listening on a podcast, hi. What's up, podcasters? And if you're watching on YouTube. What's up, YouTubers? Hi. Uh, so we put out this content every week. Mm -hmm. So you can watch it, watch, watch it. You can, you can watch, watch it. it at your leisure mm -hmm. or listen to it on the podcast at regular speed or fast speed. If it's fast speed, then it's I'm talking, talking really, really fast. fast right now. Or it's normal because. No. <laughs> uh, so Wait. Thank you for whatever way you're uh, taking this material in. Mm. Uh, this is our second episode, part of this series. Mm. So what about question mark? And last week we tackled, um, so what about questions, basically. Yeah. We introed, John introed the series with uh, talking about why it's important to ask questions. Yep. So if you missed part one, no worries. It's on the internet for you in mm. many ways, as previously mentioned, just rewinded about 20 seconds. Mm. <laughs> And this one is going to be a more general overview before he tackles some very specific things that perhaps you sent in mm -hmm. via the website or email. But we're going to get started. Great. If you're new, fill out the welcome form. Yes. Send us an email. Say hi. And we're going to come back on the other side. We are. With short announcements. We'll keep it short. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll see us again soonish. Enjoy. We all have questions about God, but we have to be willing to ask them, which is what we talked about in the last episode. So the question is, how do we begin? Once we're ready to ask those questions, how do we begin the conversation? How do we start finding better answers to our questions? Well, we have to have a starting point. And we can't really answer questions about what God thinks and, and why God allows certain things or, or does certain things if we don't really know who God is. It's just like with people, our, our bosses, our kids, even our spouses, like, why is my wife annoyed right now? Well, if I don't take the time to know her, I won't know that it's because I keep making jokes that she doesn't think are funny and embarrass her. But see, it's kind of similar with God. To find better answers about God, we have to have a better understanding of God. And so to answer questions like, why does God allow evil and suffering? What's the deal with hell? How do we know if God's talking to us or not? 
we have to be able to understand who God is first. And see, the, the, the goal for this series really is to create a framework to ask questions, to discover truth, and in order to have a faith that makes a difference every day. And the first step in creating that framework for our questions is starting with the large question, the question, who is God? Now, the problem is we all have our own version of God, whether it's, you know, the, the Judeo-Christian God or, or Allah or, or Zeus, or maybe he's a former human who earned Godhood in some way, or God's really like the force or the universe or the cultural sky daddy with the white beard looking down from the cloud, right? Or even trying to understand the difference between the God of the Old Testament and how he seems different in the New Testament of the Bible. And sometimes it's even more subtle. Maybe you've said things like, well, my God wouldn't allow such and such, or I just can't believe in a God who would whatever the example is. In fact, many of our questions and disagreements stem from a misunderstanding of who God is. So let's use an example that makes no sense and nobody can relate to that's watching or listening right now. Take uh, God and wearing face masks. See, maybe one group of people would say, well, my understanding of God makes me think that he would want me to wear a mask to love my neighbors. Where someone else's understanding of God might make them say, well, God doesn't want us to wear masks because we need to show people that they don't need to fear anything. Here, a little side note, maybe a little help here. Tim Keller, Pastor Tim Keller said this, if your God never disagrees with you, you might just be worshiping an idealized version of yourself. I think that's something really important to keep in mind when we talk about who is God. So what do we do with this? How do we actually know who God is? That's really a question we could spend our entire lives exploring. In fact, in some way, we, we should be spending our entire lives exploring who God is. That's really what all of this is about. And there is so much here that we could talk about, like who is God. But so what I want to do, I want to give us, give us a starting point to answer that question. And I know there's so many different types of minds and thinkers watching and listening to this, and I most likely will not be able to satisfy all different types of thinking. And I'm not a philosopher, so I can't get into that deep stuff with you. But for the Jesus follower, and maybe somebody who's not a Jesus follower watching or listening, I want to give really the only satisfying answer I've found to who is God. And it's really the answer Christianity has given from the beginning. And this answer might seem simple, but I'm going to give you a little fortune cookie wisdom here. Often, the simplest answers hold the most truth. And so the Apostle Paul, around the year 60 AD, wrote a letter to Jesus followers in the Roman city of Colossia. It's about 30 years after Jesus' death and resurrection. And he kind of gives us the starting point to understand who God is. Here's what he says. So we have not stopped praying for you, Paul writing to these Jesus followers, since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power, so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. 
may you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. And that's really our goal, isn't it? That's why we ask our questions, not just for facts about God, but to actually know God better and better, and then apply that knowledge to our lives, which is what wisdom is, right? Knowledge applied. And it's a wisdom. This wisdom from God is what can give us endurance and patience that actually leads to real joy in every circumstance. We ask questions because knowing who God is gives us the wisdom to live the life we were made for. And you say, great, I, I want to know God more. So then who is God? What, what can I know about God? For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. So who is God? Well, he's the one who rescued us, who freed us from, as Paul says, the kingdom of darkness. That sounds pretty heavy and intense. It is. See, the kingdom of darkness is where everyone is just living for themselves, living for not even what they need, but really for their wants and their, and their desires, using other people to get what they want, which results in pain, hurt, suffering, even death. The death of relationships, the, the physical death of people, the, the death of love. And he's transferred us, rescued us, freed us from that kingdom to the kingdom of his son, to the kingdom of Jesus, where there's peace, peace with God, peace with each other, even, even peace with ourselves, where we're free to love others and ourselves through his love. A kingdom where there's actual acceptance for who you really are. So according to Paul, who is God? Well, he's not some distant force. He's not some angry moral policeman in the sky. God is the Father who rescued us, freed us, and forgave us because he loves us. And that's really nice. That's, that's really comforting. But how do we know that? Is Paul just like saying that because he wants people to, to read his letter and maybe send him a few bucks? No. How can Paul say that? He says it's simple. Jesus. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. And so Paul is saying, to know Jesus is to truly know God. See, if we want to know what God is like, if we want proof for what God is like, then we only have to look to Jesus because Jesus is God. Not some embodiment of godliness, not you know someone who exemplifies God's heart or even one who, who once long ago attained godhood. No, what Paul is saying is the historical person named Jesus of Nazareth is the eternal, uncaused, first cause, God. That's huge. Like, that's crazy. That's like saying Ronald Reagan or, or Kurt Cobain was God, right? Somebody who died a while ago, but we can still remember, that was God. Thing is, there's not enough time for that myth to really grow, as some people might argue. No, this is mind-blowing. How could Paul say that Jesus was God? Well, first of all, Paul wasn't the first one to say it. Jesus was. 
Here's an example. The Father and I are one, Jesus says. Once again, the people picked up stones to kill him. Jesus said, At my Father's direction, I have done many good works. For which one are you going to stone me? And they replied, We're stoning you not for any good work, but for blasphemy. You, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus claimed to be God, and people tried to kill him for it. Which leads us to the classic three options that C.S. Lewis really laid out for us. When Jesus said he and the Father are one, not just one in purpose, but actually one in being, was he a lunatic? Was he a liar? Or is he actually the Lord? And me personally, Jesus doesn't seem like a lunatic. He seems more like a liar. That's what I would, that's the way I would go. Jesus is a liar and he's just like using this to build up the crowd. Except for the fact that he proved it. He proved that he was God. How? He predicted his death and resurrection, and then he actually did them. And here's some examples of that right here. Which means the simplest answer, though it might be hard to believe, is the truth that Jesus was actually telling the truth and he is God. So when we read about and when we discover Jesus' heart, we're actually discovering God's heart. And Jesus proves that God loves us. In fact, when Jesus' best friend John was trying to describe what Jesus was like, what God in a body was like, what he was like to live with for three years, he basically summed it up saying, God is love. How could John say that? How could John take this huge concept of God and put it into three words? God is love. Because he saw it. He personally experienced it. He physically felt it. <laughs> he even smelled it. See, he saw Jesus accept the unacceptable. He saw Jesus forgive those who were unforgivable. He saw Jesus embrace the dirty, the smelly, the diseased peasants of first century Israel. And he experienced Jesus' patience with his own slowness to understand and believe. And then he heard him say that he would die and rise again. And he saw the forgiveness Jesus gave to others that were crucifying him. And then, after he watched him die, he ate lunch with him when he was resurrected. See, John could say God is love because he knew Jesus was love. Jesus showed us that God isn't distant. He isn't a, a distant force or he's not just the act of karma and he's not just like this cold universe. Jesus showed us that God is personal, that he knows our names, that he cares about us, and he cares about our stories. So knowing Jesus is the first step to finding better answers about God because Jesus is God. And so some homework to better know Jesus, to better answer our questions about God, whether to, to start asking questions, whether to continue asking questions, or whether to begin asking questions again, is this. Read Colossians 1, 15 through 22, part of the section that we, we read here, to see what Paul really says about who Jesus is. And if you want extra credit, read the book of 1 John. It's super short. It's in the back of the New Testament. Read 1 John to see what it says about who Jesus and God are, and then what that is, means about us in response. 
And so read about Jesus to, to know about Jesus. But it's not just to, to read, right? We also need to start our questions with what we know. We need a framework, a starting point to ask our questions. So start questions with what we know. Start your questions with this. Since God loves us, because Jesus proved it, it's historical proof that Jesus died and rose again for us. Since God loves us, why is there evil and suffering? Since God loves us, can we actually know if he's speaking to us? Since God loves us, what's the deal with hell? Since God loves us, how do we interact with people we completely disagree with? And asking that question in that way makes us start asking different questions and maybe even looking at different angles that we would never look at before. And as we're asking questions, we need to remember the goal of our questions, not just to know more about God, but to know God more. See, it's through knowing him personally that we begin to transform, that we, that we have the wisdom that actually transforms our lives into what they were meant to be. That's why God sent Jesus, to give us a personal relationship with him so we can not just know about him, but know him. So to ask better questions and find better answers, we need a solid starting point. To know the why about God, we first have to know the who of God. And God didn't give us a list of facts to know about him. He gave us a person, Jesus, so we could know him. He gave us the opportunity for a real relationship with him, a relationship that grows deeper and deeper as we ask more and more questions. Because we can only know God through relationship. feel like the framework that's being provided here is helpful and could be used for a myriad of things that we believe and look at. I don't what was that? like I should start my main. Oh, you said okay. framework. I don't know. Okay. Well, great, I was Monica. thinking about, I was thinking about what he said there asking, you know, because God loves me or uh, whatever it was oh. like, that's an interesting way to look at something. I know God loves me. So, what about this belief? Excellent. Yeah. Like a cause and effect thing. Yeah. Yeah. The notes are in the description or show notes. So if you want to look back at um, what John had to say and the discussion questions and some other things, there is a downloadable P yeah. PDF with every episode. That's so right. that's there for you. You're getting out your phone. You're going to look it up now? No, I'm not looking it up. Oh. Okay. Are you wondering what I'm doing? I <laughs> just going to text 94,000 oh. real quick. Yes. You know what you could do? If you, if you sometimes forget that these episodes come every Saturday because mm -hmm. you're busy and life is busy because that happens, you can text. I'm there. T.F. Salem. What are you doing now? T.F. Salem. Leading by example. To 94,000. And we'll just drop you a text message with a link to the YouTube video. This may cause charges on your mobile account. Just say it doesn't oh, really. I'm just kidding. If you don't have YouTube oh. notifications set, that might be handy for you. Thanks for signing up. We'll send you the link when a new episode drops. Great. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So you guys can do that. Text TF cool. Salem. So now we have three things you can text to yep. 94,000. <clears throat> Party for gatherings. Yep. Second and fourth Saturdays. Mm -hmm. Why did I do that? Last week I did that too. It's Party. Wednesday right now, by the way. When don't tell them what day oh, it is. I'm just saying, like, okay, I'm just telling you what day it is. I don't know what day it is. It's 
you can voice that over for whatever day it is. Thread for that sentiment. Okay, so you can text party yes. to, to 94,000. You can text TF Salem for episodes, or yes. you can text for Salem, one word, mm -hmm. to 94,000. And we will send you prayer prompts. We already sent one this week. Great. We're praying this week for <laughs> teachers, staff, students, parents. Yeah. Did I list all the things? I mean, that's pretty much Basically everybody. school workers, because it's been crazy. Yeah. It's been a crazy year. This would just be a good time to just set aside some, when you, when the message pops up on your phone, you can pray for, mm -hmm. yep, because it's crazy. And there's, you know, gonna be, there was no school on Friday. If you're watching, mm -hmm. if you're watching South Friday, there's no school on Friday because staffing shortages. And we're just gonna pray yeah. that, you know, COVID goes away basically. Mm -hmm. And that we can just have our kids in schools. Yeah. And teachers can do what you love doing. Which is teach the children. Yes. Teach. He's a teacher. The children will. Oh, now we're gonna sing. We were gonna keep this short. It's already too long. Okay, well, shoot. If you wanna join a connect group. Do that. There's a link. We're not gonna say text about that. You just go to the link or email yeah. us at infoyourcrosscreek.com. Podcasters, all of this is in the show notes. We love you. Mm -hmm. Next week, we're gonna have a new question. <laughs> that was my way of saying goodbye. Okay, great. We love you. There's a new question next week for so what about? And That's it, okay. Have a great week, answer these questions, bye. Yeah.